Hey, welcome back, everybody. Uh, Star Cousin Speaks, Jared and Bob here. Um, a lot's happened in the, I don't know, what is it? Probably been almost two weeks since we actually recorded an episode. Um, I know you guys hasn't really changed for, for any of you listeners or, or uh, watchers on YouTube. Don't forget to uh, hit that subscribe button up top if you're on YouTube. But uh, yeah, the uh, the kid is here. My my child has been born. Um, I've done the whole not sleep thing, right? Everyone's like, oh, get your sleep now. Um, yeah, I mean, don't really sleep a ton, but like, well, actually, you know what? That's not true. You don't sleep consecutively, right? So like, I think I probably get somewhere between five to seven hours in a day. It's just non-consecutive, right? So, you know, I might fall asleep on the couch when the baby falls asleep for like 45 minutes or an hour or whatever. So like cumulatively in a 24 hour period, I think I'm probably good for somewhere between five and seven hours. Um, Maybe even more, maybe even five to eight, you know, or six to eight. But the uh, I'll I'll get into the whole fucking experience uh, in and of itself. But the um, we kind of figured out. Amy and I figured out like a almost like sleeping shifts, right? So uh, Amy takes the first shift at night, so I go to bed at like eleven, and I sleep from eleven to three, and then. She wakes me up at three and then she goes to bed from three to seven. So from 11 to three, she has the baby, right? And most of this time, the baby is sleeping, but it's like, we just don't want to leave the baby alone because we tried to put him in the bassinet in our bedroom and he fucking hates it. He, he did not sleep one fucking second in that bassinet. Um, so we have him in his crib and the crib that we bought has wheels. So we just rolled the crib into the living room and just kind of like put him down for bed at night in the crib, in the living room. And we just kind of like sit on the couch and like either sleep or watch TV or some combination of all of that stuff. Um, so that's, that's basically the nighttime, you know, shift work, if you will. So Amy's got him from 11 to three. I've got him from three to seven. And then, you know, we sleep on the opposites. So we get a solid, we get at least four consecutive hours. And that's what I mean. Like when people are like, oh, enjoy your sleep. It's like, I don't know. Like I said, like I, I might get anywhere between five to eight, but only four of it is really consecutive. So, I mean, yeah. Am I fucking tired? Sure. But like. I don't know. I I feel like it's it's overhyped, right? Like the whole like, oh, get ready. You're never going to sleep ever again. Your life is over. It's like, ah, I don't know about that. Like, I think it's a little aggressive. Well, see, I don't think people clarify. Now, as a no-time kid haver, all I can do is listen to people who have had kids. I actually think right now is the easy part because the kid actually does sleep. Um, Again, as far as I know. Yeah, all he so does I, is I, sleep, really. Right. So except all, at I, night. So he well, he fucking he sleeps all day during the day. And then at night he's like, all right, let's fucking party. Yeah. So I think again, this again, as a no time kid haver. So anyone with with children, I can I can't tell you what your specific situation was. Like maybe your kid was a fucking menace, maybe your kid was a fucking saint. I don't know. <laughs> but what I generally hear is right now, like everyone's like ready for it. So it's like the baby's here. We plan on not sleeping. We got a plan, whatever. Then I think what happens is I don't know how many months it takes. I don't know how many weeks it takes, but like it gets to a point where you like start to find maybe something like maybe the kid actually starts like falling asleep at midnight, makes it to 5 a.m. And it's like, okay, the, the two of you can sleep from 12 to 5. Right, right. But... What then happens is the fucking screaming, 
the waking up at three. So you, so you have these, like these great plans, you have these awesome ideas and it's like, oh, you know what? The kid's going to make it through the night. Like it's been two weeks. So he's made it through the night every, every night. And then it's like, nah, fuck it. And it's like, I'm going to rage tonight. Yeah. So it's (laughs) like you, you plan to get your, your five and then he has other plans. And that usually coincides right around the time where you usually have like other shit to do and like other responsibilities. So then you have to just fucking be a zombie forever. Cause that's, again, that's generally what everyone kind of says is like right now is like the easy time. So I don't know, like, again, I don't know who the fuck's like, Oh, well, I guess get your sleep now makes sense because it gets worse. Um, Well, that's what people were saying to me before the baby was born. Like, Oh oh, yeah. Get your sleep now. Yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. Get your sleep now because you get to sleep. There's nothing waking you up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think even like now it's fairly like low key. I think it's like, it usually ends up kind of being like when you get into a rhythm and you see like a streak of something good. And then it's just like all hell breaks loose. Yeah. And then he's like, nah, fuck this. <laughs> Never mind. You know, you have to have your first double ear infection. And then like the 13 that come after that. And <laughs> like, yeah. Like, yeah. I think, I think that's like more of the shit show. Like, like, cause what everyone says is right now is easy. And it's like, um, like this isn't the hard part. It, the hard part is, I think it comes from expectation. Like there's an expectation because like right now you know this kid is not fucking going down, or right. he's going down, but like on his terms. Yeah, and he's gonna go down for at max three hours. Exactly. Once you start to have, it's almost like hopes and dreams. So hopefully those are still buried in your fucking the backyard <laughs> yeah. in Mansfield. I haven't seen those. Yeah, I was gonna say I haven't seen those in years. So hopefully those are in the leaching field, fucking disintegrating. Yeah. Because <clears throat> I think I truthfully think that's when it gets actually bad. And that's I can see when that. Like, well, that that's like when like the real because again because it's like the pulling the rug out from underneath you right you're like bit. oh like you you think you see the light at the end of the tunnel and the yeah. kid's like nope <laughs> you're like oh we're past this yeah oh he slept five consecutive hours like that's gonna be a milestone because then you because the first time he sleeps five consecutive hours it's like a fucking puppy right the first time that they make the five consecutive hours you go oh my god I can go to bed at midnight I can wake up at five. We're getting closer to what some would call a sleep schedule. Yeah. And then for like on it, and it won't even be, con- it won't even be consistent either. Cause you're like, I, and again, I've heard just like, cause again, everybody at the gym has gone through this. It won't be, it'll be like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday will be like three, 3 a.m. wake ups and doesn't go back to sleep, but we'll go back to sleep at like 8 a.m. Yeah, yeah. And you're just like, what the fuck? Yep. Yeah. Now, again, I'm sure there are other, there are multi-time parent or multi-time kid havers that are going to sit here and be like, you have no idea what you're talking about. Dude, all Like, this is like a fucking literary review, literature review. <laughs> yeah. This is a, what is it? A, meta, can, a meta-analysis. Yeah, it's a meta-analysis. All I can do yeah. is listen to a lot of people who have had children and just sift through the specifics and just give you like the theme like that seems to be how it goes because there are other like dude there are some people their kid like sleeps through the night right away now you just got lucky where your kid wakes up at 11 and is like let's fucking rage but there are some people at 11 the kid's out yeah and maybe it's 11 to 4 so it's like yeah four is a little bit early but like you're sleeping at night yeah yeah i figured out a trick i think it's not good (laughs) Some of the things I've read are like, don't do this, but I'm like, fuck it, man. If he's going to sleep like, so when I, when I start my shift at three, um, usually he's asleep a couple, like maybe once or twice so far he's been awake. Um, or like he gets fussy at like three 30 and wakes himself up. But whenever he wakes up, you know, sometime between that three to four hour mark, um, three to 4 a.m. hour mark, um, I'll wake him up, I'll feed him, you know, I'll change his diaper, and then I'll lay on the couch and I'll actually like lay him on me, like on my chest. 
and like pull a blanket up like over like both of us but like really so it only covers like his like you know lower back really and he fucking passes right out he's out like a light and he sleeps you know probably like at least three hours from there but like there's been a couple things i've read that are like yeah you shouldn't you shouldn't have the baby sleep like i think it's called contact sleep like you shouldn't you shouldn't get them used to contact sleep or whatever and i'm just like dude right now i don't give a fuck like if this kid wakes up at 3 30 and i feed him and i change him and i'm ready to put him down at four o'clock if sleeping on the couch with him on me means he's going to sleep from four to seven then i'll take it right like i don't i i don't care right because like if i put him back in his crib and he wakes up at 5 30 then i gotta put him back down and he wakes up at 6 45 and it's like, well, I guess we're just up. Like, I would prefer the the four to seven sleep. So, I don't know. That's what I mean. Like, I feel like I've, I've figured out a little bit of a trick there, but. Uh, That's just the, what you think. The things, I've, the things I've read are like, don't do that. <laughs> <clears throat> but, I mean, I don't fucking know. What do I know? Nothing. That's That's true. Nothing, literally yeah. nothing absolutely nothing um so yeah the the whole the whole fucking experience in and of itself was pretty fucking wild um but i we don't have to get into like the the nitty-gritty gory fucking details or anything but we went in on a friday uh, a couple to a week ago right like well when this yeah when this comes out it'll be out tomorrow so like not the previous Friday, but the Friday before. Um, Amy was going to get induced or was supposed to be induced, right? So they called us at 8 o'clock in the morning or maybe maybe before that and was like, hey, uh, can you guys get here by like 11? And we were like, yeah, sure, I guess, right? Like, no problem. Um, so we we pack up all our shit. We get everything ready to go. And we head to the hospital for 11 o'clock. We get in at 11. Takes probably like an hour to like check in and do all like the paperwork bullshit, right? Like you got to do just standard paperwork bullshit, right? So we get through that. And then I was talking to Amy the other day and there's like a gap in time. Like I have no idea what we did between 12 and 2. But like right around 2 o'clock they took us up to the induction floor and like gave us a room and like set everything up and, you know, hooked Amy up to an IV, did the whole shebang. And then, uh, then she, they, they have to go like part of the induction process is they give you a pill to like open the cervix. And then also um, it's called a Foley. It's basically a balloon that they got to put up there to like, Again, open up the cervix, right? You're trying to induce labor. So this is all probably around like two o'clock, two, two thirty, call it. <clears throat> and then we just go back to the room and we just fucking hang out. And hospitals uh don't have any TV channels, right? So we couldn't really watch TV. It was fucking stupid. So I put on podcasts and we were listening to podcasts while we were there. Um Amy was passed out because she got morphine because it was uh, extremely painful to go through the the induction process. So they gave her morphine and she literally just passed out. She was high as a fucking kite. It was pretty funny, uh, but she slept for most of the day and I was just listening to podcasts in the fucking room and the nurses come in every couple hours and check on you, whatever. They do the whole thing. This continued until... Uh, I think six o'clock that night. And they were like, okay, we're going to check and see, you know, how dilated you are or whatever. And I think she was at the point where like they could take the balloon out. So at six o'clock, they take the balloon out and they're like, all right, we'll, uh, we'll let you know when there's an open room on the labor and delivery floor and we'll take you guys down. And the nurse was like, just up front. Like, it's going to be a while. 
What time you think they finally came to get us to bring us a labor and delivery? Way longer than you thought. Uh, 2 a.m. <laughs> so they left at 6 at 2 a.m. To be fair, she told you it'd be a while. She did. She did say it was going to be a while. So they come into the room. They, I mean, we we're both asleep at that point. Um, 2 a.m. They wake us up. They take us down. And then we just kind of fucking hang out there for a while. We meet the nurses and all that shit. They're like, all right, cool. You're good. You're good. Whatever. Um, when we just hang out, sleep, try and just try and sleep more. I think from Friday morning, right? So not including Thursday night, because Thursday night was a normal night sleep because we had to go into the hospital on Friday. So from when I woke up on Friday to when we left the hospital on Monday, I don't think I slept for more than two consecutive hours. And like in that entire weekend, so what is that? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, three nights. I think I slept a total of about seven hours over three that's, nights. That's weird because hospitals are known for their accommodations. Yeah. Well, the funny thing too is, and this is like anybody listening to the show, especially a woman that has children is going to be like, wow, you're an asshole. But hey, this is my side of the story. So like is what it is, right? Hospitals. Do not give a fuck about the significant other of the person. And everything was ass backwards. So when we were in the induction room, the first one where you go in that you're really not supposed to be in for that long, we just happened to be there for 12 fucking hours. They give you, they, there's a futon or there's a, it's a couch, but it pulls out into a bed. So they have a, a full pullout couch in this induction room. The room is huge. There's tons of space. You get your like a, a big bathroom attached to it. It's it's huge. It's a huge room. And then you go to the labor and delivery room and it's probably about half the size of the induction room and I get a chair. I get a chair that doesn't recline. The like the legs go out Right. So like you, you know, you, you pull the lever on the side of the chair and the feet pop out so you can actually keep your feet up, but the back doesn't extend. So like, I can't lay flat and sleep. I sit in a chair with my feet up and try and sleep. So maybe you should, maybe you should write a letter to Ritz Carlton and see if they'll get into the hospital business. Yeah. I mean, they should. And then did you, hold on, did you expect more than a chair? No, no. I okay, knew it was going to be a chair. Because <laughs> my buddy. If you expected more than a chair, then that's oh yeah problem no, no, no. number one. So my my buddy Neil, who I don't you still haven't met him, I don't think. Um, but he's six five. So he's he's a big fucking dude. And when he was talking to me before we went in, he was like, dude, I hope you get a good chair. <laughs> and I was like, What are you talking about? And he was like, in the room. He goes, I hope you get a good chair because the one I had fucking sucked and I couldn't fit on it. And I was like, Oh, Jesus Christ. So now in hindsight, being in the, the labor and delivery room, seeing the chair that I had, like my feet, my like the the heels of my feet. I'm not tall. I'm only 5'8". My heels were like off the edge of this like quasi recliner. I can only imagine what Neil must have looked like at six foot five trying to fucking navigate a chair if it was similar to mine right he didn't he wasn't at the same hospital i was in but like assuming all these chairs are basically the same um that must have been quite the fucking sight so you're not sleeping in the chair and then afterwards when you go into the recovery room that room was the smallest room out of all of them and i got a another chair it was like a love seat that flattened out into a cot, but like there was no, um, there was no mattress. There was no cot. It was just like the, 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 the cushion part of the couch of the chair that you would sit on slides forward. Another cushion is underneath it that pops up and then the back of the chair folds down. So like you get like a flat, so I could at least lay flat, but like there was no room when I pulled, when I pulled that chair out flat between my fake bed and Amy's like hospital bed that she was in, you couldn't move in the room. You couldn't navigate the room. 
like I had to like step over shit and like climb and shimmy and go all around. I'm like, what, what the fuck? Like to me, it would make sense to have the induction room be the smallest room, right? Cause you're not going to be there that long theoretically. And even if you are like, fuck it, you're not going to stay there. And then why wouldn't you have the recovery room be the bigger room where you're going to spend most of your time, right? So like theoretically, you're not really supposed to be in the induction suite overnight, right? Like you don't need a full pullout couch. In the labor and delivery room, like, yeah, you might be there a little while, but like a chair is fine. I get it. I, I understand the chair in the in the delivery room. But then the recovery room, like that's where you spend most of your time because you're required to stay for a minimum of 48 hours post birth. So like, why not have that be the room that's spacious and has the pullout fucking couch? I don't know. It just, it fucking just blew my mind. Like, it just didn't make any sense to me looking back at it. Like who designed this shit? Like who decided that these are the rooms that are going to be dedicated to, to each thing. But again, what do I know? I'm just an asshole. Um, so 2 a.m., they bring us into the labor labor delivery room. We get there. We meet the nurses, whatever, hanging out. Uh, no action. Nothing going on. So every couple hours, the, the midwife comes in and does the whole, like, oh, we're going to see how dilated you are. And there's really no, no change. So then right around 9 o'clock on Saturday morning, um, the midwife comes in and goes, okay, so we haven't really changed much. I think she was still at fucking, I don't know, four centimeters or five centimeters or something. Um, and the doctor's like, here's the deal or the midwife, sorry. Cause we, we used a midwife. We didn't use a doctor. Um, she goes, here's the deal. I think we should break your water. She goes, it's up to you. It's your choice. We don't have to. Right, we can just let it happen, but I think if we break your water now, it will speed up the process. And she goes, "However, that's a very painful procedure." So, because they explained, they basically use a fucking crochet needle to break the fucking bag and break your water. So, um, she goes, "Are you going to do an epidural?" And Amy was like, "Yeah, absolutely." She goes, "Okay, so I suggest." You get the epidural now. And then once that's settled and you're good, then we'll break your water and we'll get this show on the road. So we're like, all right, cool. So our nurse goes like, oh, who's the anesthesiologist that's on or whatever. Apparently we got the best anesthesiologist at the hospital because when our nurse found out that this woman was on, she did not stop talking about how amazing she was. And in walks this like little tiny Asian woman who like is the nicest fucking woman ever, like gets everything prepped and ready and like explains the whole process and like does the whole thing. And so it, the way it works essentially is um, it's like being at the dentist when they're going to give you like a filling or something and they have to give you the shot of Novocaine first before they do anything. They got to give, they had to give Amy the Novocaine first in her back before they, they put the epidural in, which essentially why, cause I read about it. It's basically a spinal tap is what they're doing. Um, and not the most punctual band the, in Britain, the mockumentary. Yeah. <laughs> um, was there a Stonehenge <laughs> that could be crushed by dwarfs, you know, in the delivery room, there was a speaker in there and there, it said 11 on it. So I thought that was kind of weird. <laughs> England's most punctual band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so the that... anesthesiologist didn't fucking spontaneously combust, right? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> uh, quite the contrary. She was, she was fantastic. Um, so according to Amy, right? Cause I, just, I didn't experience any of this. That was the most painful part of everything. The Novocaine shot in her back was the most painful thing of the entire process. Cause it was a big fucking needle. It was a pretty big fucking needle. I saw it. <laughs> they made me sit down. It was like 
procedure. So they like have Amy sit up in the bed, like upright, and they raise the bed up and they go, can you please just sit down? And I was like, oh, I'll be all right. They're like, no, 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 you, you have to sit. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And because technically it's a surgical procedure, like I had to fucking the hairnet on and like the surgical mask and like to do the whole thing, whatever. So they give her the Novocaine. It's fuck. It fucking hurts her. Like again, not me. I mean, I don't have pain, but it fucking hurts. Then they do the epidural, AKA the spinal tap. And the whole thing is over in about four minutes, right? Between like the initial Novocaine shot to, okay, your epidural's all done was about four minutes. And it's funny because Amy has spoken with other people that have given birth and that have also gotten epidurals and they all talk about how like, yeah, like it kind of helps, but like you can still feel and like you can feel pressure and you can do all this. Nope. Amy was like, I was completely paralyzed. She was like from the waist down. She goes, I could not feel a fucking thing. And I go, yeah, because we had the best anesthesiologist in the fucking hospital that day. (laughs) Like she was fucking incredible. So it's funny, all the stories that you hear, right? Because some people are like, uh, you know, sometimes you feel like a burning sensation and you get this or you get that. Amy's like, nope, had nothing. She goes, as soon as that fucking epidural was in and they hooked it up to the, the fucking drip, she goes, done. Completely fucking paralyzed from the waist down. Couldn't feel, couldn't move to nothing. She was like, it was amazing. I had no pain. And, and she slept through the whole thing. Because I, I actually looked, I looked at the the drip machine and uh, I forget what the other one was. It was like by, by Eurovol or something, but it was fentanyl. So there are two things. There are two things that go in an IV drip and it's like by Eurovol and fentanyl. So I was like, oh, cool. So you're just high on fentanyl for fucking hours um, straight into your fucking spinal cord. So, um, so yeah. That was that was probably the trickiest part. And again, that was right around nine o'clock. They come in, they break the water at like 930, 945. And then we just sit and fucking wait. And again, every couple hours they come in and they're like, "Mm, not much has changed, you know, maybe up to like six, seven centimeters or something. So then there was like a, a while. So I think the the last time the midwife came in to check was like maybe like 12 or 12.30. And then we didn't see the midwife again until like three o'clock. Um, and she walked in at three o'clock. She's talking like, okay, um, you know, let me check again. And she goes to check and she goes, oh, okay, well, the baby's ready. <laughs> so it went from like nothing, 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 nothing to like three hours in between and not seeing the midwife. He goes, oh, okay, baby's ready. Like we're ready to start pushing. So then she goes over with Amy, like, have you ever done a crunch before? And he was like, yeah, I've done crunches. She goes, it's just like a crunch. What you're going to do is take a big breath in. You're going to do a crunch and just push as hard as you can. And like, in my head, I'm like, oh, you just, it's the Valsalva. Like you just, you just wanted, you were just want a Valsalva. Like that's, I get it. So probably this was like 3.15. So then the midwife is like, all right, cool. Like, I'm going to go. I'll be back in a little bit. So the nurse starts getting things set up and she looks at me and she goes, are you ready? And I was like, am I ready? I'm not the one giving birth. She goes, you're going to grab her leg. And I was like, okay. We're doing this then. So right around 3.30, we start the the process where Amy just starts pushing. Um, And you can only push during contractions. So I got one leg. The nurse has the other leg. And it's push, push, push. Okay, wait for a next contraction. Take a breather, whatever. Push, 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 whatever. After like the third round of pushing... The nurse goes, stop, 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 stop pushing. (laughs) And we're like, what the fuck? Like, it was like very abrupt, like, stop pushing, don't push anymore. And we're like, what's going on? And the nurse goes, well, listen, 
I've delivered a baby by myself before and I'm certainly capable of it, but like, I'm not trying to do that right now. So I'm going to go get the midwife. <laughs> she goes, the baby's here. And I just like, I just look down and I see the fucking head is like sticking out. I like the top of the head and I go, yeah, that's a baby. <laughs> well, so good. Good thing. It was a baby instead of, you know, something else. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Like an alien or something. But so then the nurse goes, gets the midwife, other nurses come in and this other nurse comes in and like stands next to Amy. And then she turns to me and she goes, do you want me to, to hold the leg so you can stand here? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably a good idea. Any any time that I can get, yeah. any time that the proper professional can get in position is probably a good idea. Yeah, yeah. So they get the everyone gets in position, right? You assume position. The nurses are there. The midwife is there at three thirty because they have they lo- they log all the notes and everything, right? Like they they do that for their fucking purposes. Um, so three thirty, we start like the let's go. We're having a baby. Three forty two. The baby was born. Amy was pushing for 12 minutes. <laughs> is that a lot? I don't know. It is, it's not a lot. Okay. It is very, it is very, it was unbelievable. All the nurses in the room were like, this is your first kid. <laughs> she was like, yeah. They're like, I, they're like, I've never seen that. But they didn't say I've never seen that. But they were like, that's very unheard of. They were like, this is extremely rare. They were like, I cannot believe that. It was it, it 12 minutes. That's it. It just took 12 minutes. So what does it usually take? Um, the, our nurse afterwards in the aftermath told us that like two days prior, her last shift, she was pushing with someone for six hours. Oh, shit. Someone was pushing. That, seemed, that seems awesome, actually. Yeah. But so Amy was like, what? Like, how? How does that happen? And the nurse goes, because they don't actually push. <laughs> and she was like making fun of these women that like don't push. And she was like, they get in there and they're like, ah, ah. That's like, you're not, you're not actually pushing. Like you're just, you're just yelling and you're like breathing heavy, like push. And Amy was like, yeah, I wasn't trying to waste any fucking time. She's like, I got to get this fucking thing out of me. And she goes in, it also helped that she couldn't feel anything. She was totally fucking paralyzed. Um, so yeah, 12 minutes goes, goes by baby comes out. Uh, you know, they do the whole cut the cord. The midwife looks at me and she goes, do you want to cut the cord? And I was like, Nope, I'm good. Yep. I'm all set. She's like, all right, cool. She cuts it, whatever. Um, and then, so when he comes out, he had the, uh, the umbilical cord was wrapped around his neck twice. So everyone was like flabbergasted. Because they said that the entire time leading up, because they have Amy hooked up to monitors and all the shit and they monitor the baby and they were like, that doesn't make any sense because his heart rate was perfect. They like the the overnight nurse was like, your baby won best baby of the night because they all go like, you know, what, what's the heartbeat look like? What's the, the contractions look like? All this stuff. They were like, you were perfect. Like everything about this was perfect. They were like, there was zero indication that he had a cord wrapped around his neck, let alone twice. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I giggled because I was like, yeah, it's my, that's, that's my kid. <laughs> so shout out to him because he's already more of a fucking... He's got bigger balls than all of us because we joke about like, oh, I'm going to fucking drive into traffic or I'll just drive off the Tobin. Now, he actually did have the fucking cord wrapped around twice. So he was ready to go. Um, he, he was he was being about it. He wasn't talking about it. Not today, old friend. Yeah. <laughs> so they got him in the other room. They like hooked him up to some oxygen. He was fine. Uh, he was just struggling to breathe at first. But they said it's also normal because the labor was so quick. It didn't give him time to like figure out that he needs to breathe and like how to breathe and shit like that. So yeah, they, he was on oxygen for a couple minutes and then he was fine. He turned pink and red and he was good to go. Um, But yeah, the, again, not, not to get like gory and, and, and nitty gritty and all that shit, but um, there is nothing <laughs> that prepares you 
for seeing a child being born in like real life, right? Like anything you see in a movie, not accurate. It's not accurate. There it's anything you watch on like, even in like a health class. Like I feel like some of like health class movies that we've watched in like high school or whatever about babies being born. Nope. Doesn't do it justice. Um, it's fucking wild. It is absolutely fucking wild. Um, there's a lot of blood and I'll just leave it at that. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff there. So, um, but yeah, that's, that's fucking wild, but we made it through that process. Um, Amy was all good. Baby was all good. We hang out in the, uh, the delivery room for a little while because then we have to wait to get to the recovery room. <laughs> so baby is born at 342 like i said then you know after the the aftermath of you know the cleanup and the oxygen and the recovery and all that shit that they got to do um they didn't have a, a recovery room open until about 7 30 so another three and a half hours in the delivery room waiting to go to the next room that was the smallest of the three again like i mentioned before um so then we spend 48 hours in the recovery unit and they kick you out pretty fucking quick. <laughs> so yeah, and the, like I said, the fucking, the whole experience was just fucking wild. But kids here, here. We we're good. We're a week in, we're a little over a week in at this point. And, uh, Everything's all good. Kid doesn't really like to sleep at night. Only likes to sleep during the day. But hey, it is what it is, right? Shouldn't have uh, shouldn't have had a nocturnal kid. Yeah. Well, I found out actually when I think one of the nurses said or someone said that uh, the reason for that is because in the womb, babies sleep during the day because that's when like the mother is moving and walking around and all of the movement like makes them sleep and then at nighttime when the mom lays down to go to bed the baby is active which is why a lot of women struggle with sleeping in the third trimester like amy in particular the last couple of weeks she like did not sleep at all because the baby kept moving and was like kicking and doing all kinds of shit doing all that shit at night so i was like okay this kind of makes a little bit of sense like if you think about it like that so it just, it takes a few weeks for like the circadian rhythm to kick in and be like, Hey, you're not still in the fucking womb kid. Like you can be up during the day and you can sleep at night. So, oh, so the best part about this, I totally forgot. I almost forgot. <clears throat> so we get through everything all good. Loading everything up from the hospital into the car, taking it home Monday. We get home Monday. I don't know, maybe around like one o'clock to between one and two o'clock. Uh, just getting the house settled, right? Making sure things are where they need to be. Last minute touches here and there. Uh, we're both fucking exhausted because we've barely slept all this shit, whatever. And we're like, all right, I think we're good. Baby's just sleeping right because the first the first like 48 hours all they do is sleep. like they literally sleep for almost 48 hours straight um so first night home monday night we get there again home at two doing whatever we got to do right around six o'clock we lose power and i go well this kind of fucking sucks but whatever it's north attleboro we have municipal electric like we like the longest we've ever lost power was like 20 30 minutes tops i go no big deal whatever it'll come back and plus it's six o'clock it's like semi light out i mean it was raining and and like you know thundering and all that shit but we're we're like that's ah, it's, it's fine no big deal it'll come back 6 30 rolls around still no power seven o'clock 7.30, 8 o'clock, still no power. Two hours in at 8 o'clock, I'm like, what, what the fuck are we doing at this point? Like, 
So now it's dark. It's fully dark. We have no power. So we're like going around by flashlight. So we have this newborn baby that we have uh, like flashlights that we're pointing like up to the ceiling and turning them all on to get light in the room, trying to like navigate the house, change diapers by flashlight, do all this shit, right? Like trying to find, go downstairs and eat something. 30, 9 o'clock, 9.30, 10 o'clock, still no power. Like what in the fuck is going on? Like this is insane. So we're just like, I don't know. Do we try and sleep? Do we try and figure it out? I don't know. Let's just like try and go to bed. And that was the first night that we tried to put him to sleep in the bassinet in our room that he fucking hated. So he threw a fucking tantrum the entire time he was in the bassinet didn't settle, whatever. Um, we're like up and down and up and down. Finally, I fell asleep maybe around like midnight. And I think Amy still kind of was like walking around with him or whatever. And then, or no, we. I think maybe she finally got him down right around when I fell asleep. So then she fell asleep shortly after. And then 1230, like one o'clock, Power comes back on. <laughs> so the power comes. We lost power for seven hours. And we're like sick. We don't need power at 1 a.m., right? But then at that point, like, I think I woke up. Amy tried to get some sleep. Where It was like, it was just a total, complete fucking shit show the first night. Uh, and I go, obviously. Obviously, the first night we take the the newborn fucking baby home, we lose power for probably the longest that North Attleboro has ever lost power in history. And it comes back on at one o'clock in the morning, just as we finally are getting like rest. So. Thank God you have that uh, municipal electric that comes right back, though. Yeah. Yeah, pretty fucking sick. Come to find out a tree fell, like, I don't know, like 100 yards from the house and like obliterated the fucking power lines. That makes sense. So like everyone in this, like all the way down my road is was just out for seven hours. So I was like, ah, all right, that's fun. It's cool because everyone else got to just sleep during that time. <laughs> but. You keep coming back to sleep. That ship has fucking sailed. Yeah, it's gone. So, fun stuff here. Crazy uh, Hail Mary in the Broncos game. Oh, really? Yeah. I missed. I haven't. Um, I haven't been looking. Well, also, I just saw it on Twitter. I didn't set up the TV. The uh, so I, I figured we'd be done by the time the Patriots start, so I didn't bother. Yeah, yeah. Because I also I had one. I have Red Zone on the TV. And oh, and it's out to the window. Yeah, red zone's done right now. It's got the fucking thing on the screen. Um, all right. You got anything else? Or you wanna you wanna wrap this up? We can wrap this up. All right. What do you got? Um, so in the midst of last week, uh Hurricane Shane Helms was coming through. <laughs> stand back um no so we were supposed to get a hurricane this weekend i don't know if it technically came I, it doesn't matter it's like hurricane robert e lee like i don't, I don't know what the hell happened yeah it here. was fucking retarded there was so it, it, it was supposed to be a hurricane like more I, I, i'm not doing weather talks that's not the point of this uh yeah it was supposed to be a hurricane and like it was just kind of like a windy day anyway yeah it didn't even rain i don't know about you guys but like we didn't get any rain, rain in the morning here so I'm looking ahead because I had tickets to the Florida state game at BC and looking ahead. It's like, ah, oh, fuck the weather's going to suck. <laughs> it's like, all right, let's give it like a couple days. So on Wednesday, it's looking like, I think it was supposed to be 70% chance of rain all day. I believe. So I text Michaela 
because she has uh she has Amazon Prime. I don't have Amazon Prime. So I sent her just like a pair of like rain pants shells. I'm like, can you buy these for me if they'll be here before the game? And she's like, yeah, it'll be here Friday. I go fire it off like whatever. And I'm like, OK, so I'll wear them in as I sit there in the fucking rain because it's also like it's metal bleachers, right. wet metal bleachers. Like if nothing else, I can sit in the rain pants and it's it's fine. Right. So I look later on Wednesday and now the rain almost looks like it's not coming at all. And I'm like, good. So I bought these shells. Now, I will wear them for golf, too. So it's right. not like I made this purchase just for the day. Right. Um, Like, I will use them at some point. So I'm looking Thursday. Now it looks like there's nothing coming. Like, no rain at all. Like, it's going to be windy at the game, but, like, no rain. Uh, No rain in the forecast on Friday. So I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, I did, I go another jinx. I go, I should have, I go, if I really wanted to ensure zero rain, I go, I would have bought like some type of waterproof shoes of some kind. <laughs> That's the only thing I like. I have golf shoes that are waterproof, but I'm not wearing golf shoes to a fucking game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, although I guess my Pumas would look fine. They just look like sneakers, but anyway, yeah. not the point. Um, so ultimately the rain does come back to the forecast. Now it looks like it's going to rain at least through like 2 PM, whatever. I'm like, you know what? I'll wear shorts. I just wore like gym shorts under the shells. I go, I'll just wear the fucking rain gear. It was raining when we left Milton. I mean, it's like a fucking 25, 20 minute Uber, 25 minute Uber something like yeah, that. Yeah. It's not that far. Get out of the car. I and again, I've got full rain gear. No rain. Sit down. The bleachers are wet, as I predicted. So I just like fucking sat down and slid back and forth to dry the seats off. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't rain. Maybe seven raindrops all day. Good. So, uh, yeah, the uh, that was my jinx. My jinx of the weekend. Was making sure that I had plenty of rain gear to be good to go for a seventy percent chance of rain the entire time, and we were supposed to, we were supposed to get almost like two thirds of an inch of rain. So it's like nothing, like not crazy, but that's not nothing either. No, we got more rain in the week leading up to it. Yeah, because I got, I mean, I have a sump pump in my basement, but I did get water in the basement. Well, that's because yeah, and it because when it's been coming down this year, it just fucking it fucking comes it just down. fucking dumps. I know that's why I texted you about your gym floor. Yeah, because <laughs> we got a little bit of water, and I was like, I'm not pulling up every fucking puzzle piece and cleaning yeah. them like I did last year. I was like, that was fucking miserable. I don't, yeah. I don't care. But yeah, no. So I uh, that was my that was my latest jinx, making sure that I was nice and ready to go. But the thing is, like, I'm supposed to play a member guest tomorrow, so I've got all my rain gear in the car. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And tomorrow's supposed to rain. That forecast doesn't seem to really be moving too much. Yeah. So, yeah. but now you're good. Now you're yeah. I'll, I'll either be good or they'll cancel. That's probably what it'll be. It'll probably be a cancel because now I'm prepared. Well, yeah. <laughs> if I had to play in the rain, I'd be ready to go. Yep. Yep. So they'll just cancel. That's exactly right. Yeah. Well, it's funny because if you remember, you showed me like the wool lined, like, cut proof fucking pants yeah yeah when we were in mansfield because there was so i i this was pre-pandemic i intended on playing in the mass four ball kind of like going forward mm -hmm. um but then it got canceled in 2020 and then they've had like record numbers of entries and now i don't know if i can even really get in but that was like prompted the guy the, like the older guys that play mass golf events they're like every year Every year, the Mass Four Ball is the first full week of May, and the weather is fucking awful. It's fifty. It rains. It's yep. windy. It's terrible. It's not nice. It's not good. Whatever. Isn't that I you heard, said? Like the old guys bring the heaters for the cart. They have cart heaters and cart covers yeah. and rain gear and hot fucking propane heat. Like it's fucking nuts what they have. <laughs> and then the 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 one year I did play the Mass Four Ball, 
What do you think the weather was? 45 70? gloomy, 50 and yeah. sunny, uh, not 50 and rain. Exactly <laughs> yeah. what they said would happen, happened. Yeah. So I think I got like the wool lined ones for when it was going to be like actually cold and shitty. Haven't had to wear them on the golf course once. Not once. I think I may have worn them in the snow like a couple times. Yep. Because that's what I looked at. I go, oh, well, I'll buy these because I can wear them in the snow if I need them. That's like maybe four times since like 2019 or early yeah, and it didn't. It didn't even fucking snow this year. I didn't yeah, use make, my hey, snowblower. Make sure once. your fucking snowblower works. I got to fucking. Yeah, I got to change the oil and, and make sure it fucking works. Yeah, because yeah. if if that shit doesn't work and you don't know, we're going to get absolutely drilled. I'm going to make a note, actually, because. I'm not fucking working. Yeah. I was <laughs> I'm saying, off, no I'm fucking off for excuse. the next eight weeks. Make or, sure that shit yeah, make sure weeks. that shit is ready to go because if that thing is not operational, we are gonna get biblical fucking snow. I know. I'm gonna I'm setting a reminder in my phone right now for tomorrow to change the oil in the snowblower. Yeah. I also gotta turn it on and let it run out and like yeah. eat up all the gas because that gas is definitely not good because right. I didn't have to use it last year. So the gas is from 20, 2020, 2021. No, it would have been 21, right? Yeah. Either 21 into 22. Cause, yeah, you cause I didn't it. use it 22 into 23. I bought it 21 into 22. Yeah. So the last time I probably used it was like February of 2022. Yeah, so I got to, uh, <clears throat> I got to burn all that gas out of there. Yeah. Fun. I feel like we're going to get fucking clobbered this year. Well, so the only thing, and I, I really want to wrap up weather. I do not want to talk weather. We talk what too much weather. <laughs> weather pisses me off. If we do look at like, on the year, total precipitation, whether it's rain, snow, whatever, I think we're way ahead of fucking schedule on fucking rain. So yeah, we might be okay, or yeah. we're going to make up for last year, not only last year's drought, but also like not that much snow. Yeah. So yeah. like in the five-year rolling average, like, yeah, this is going to be a big one. Yeah. I think I talked, I think I talked about that on a previous episode we, we have that that's why i don't really want to get into it yeah. too much yeah because like, we're not fucking meteorologists you have an average level of precipitation so if you get none <laughs> from january to april you get no snow no precipitation you're going to hit that average in nine months now instead of the full 12 months right like people are like oh man what a shitty summer it just rained all the time well we didn't get any snow. Should have, so say should have taken advantage of it. Were last you guys year. were you guys bitching and complaining about not having snow? Because I'm pretty sure you were all excited about no snow. And like this is what you get, right? Like you you have to get precipitation. <laughs> like you're gonna get somewhere around the average. So if you get no snow, that means you're gonna get all rain. So enjoy your rainy fucking summer. Um, all right. What is my final thought going to be? Oh, okay. I got one. Um, I got to pull it up. I don't fuck. I should have had this ready, Jesus, but I did Christ. not. Guy has one kid and his fucking can't get organized. Yeah, I know. Right. Only fucking person ever have a kid. Can't get fucking organized. Figure I don't know where I sent this. Did I send it to you? What is it? Because if I haven't heard of it, that means it's on Twitter because I don't check my Twitter anymore. It's, um, oh no, I found it. Milk is racist. <clears throat> okay. So I got it. Here it is. Um, in case you didn't know, all you out there listening, watching, what have you, milk is now racist. So PETA made a post recently that said cow's milk has long been a symbol used by white supremacists. One more reason to hashtag ditch dairy. <laughs> so in this article, um, it is, oh, a different article. This is on NPR. So that was a PETA post. 
Then there was NPR posted and said, the use of milk as a signifier of white supremacy was popularized in the bowels of the online for forum 4chan, which you guys are retarded if you're following anything seriously from 4chan. After an anonymous poster shared a graphic study in the science journal Nature showing, quote, lactase hotspots where certain, popula certain populations that can trace their ancestry to Europe have higher milk tolerances. So, so milk is racist because if you're of European descent, aka Caucasian, you're more likely to be able to tolerate cow's milk. Therefore, milk is racist. And then there's another post from some website called The Conversation that says how the alt-right uses milk to promote white supremacy. <laughs> so these are three different publications, right? From PETA, from NPR, and from The Conversation that all say milk is racist. So am I, am I like very, very anti-racist then because I'm lactose intolerant? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I think you're safe. Well, I don't want to be safe. I want to be superior to everybody else. Well, yeah, you will not tolerate lactose. Therefore, you are anti-racist. I've got to be like the least racist person that anyone's ever met. I would imagine so. Has to be. Yeah. It's the I only mean, thing I can think no of. No milk for me. <laughs> you should do that the next time someone like you go get a coffee and someone's like oh do you want milk for your coffee You're like oh no, do no, i look no, like I'm, a fucking bigot I'm, to you i'm not racist the only problem is you definitely can't say shit like that because whether it's customers or workers or whatever there are definitely not going to only be white people around oh yeah yeah and also like 90% of people will not understand what the they fuck. I have no idea what I'm talking means. about. Yeah. They're like, I just asked you if you wanted milk. Yeah, I know. I'm not racist. Yeah. <laughs> How fucking dare you? <clears throat> so this is what we're doing now. Milk is racist. People need fucking hobbies. So this is the other thing too. Like I know. So we talked about it like the ditching the beef and ditching dairy and electric yeah. car. Like that was like the, all like the, like the things that people this, were like, what is, was it called? The C40. Yeah. Whatever that shit was. Yeah. It's going to fucking backfire at some point. Yeah. Or it's like, it's like boy who, I mean, we're already kind of in like boy who cried, cried wolf because now it's like, everything makes you racist. So none of it, is racist right. except actual racism like if you right. go, go back and find real <clears throat> true which is hate towards a hate towards a group based on race or what like liberals are actually doing by pushing segregation right they're like in some instances they're it's like it's going to take them forever need, to figure that one we out we need dude. uh black people need to feel safe so we need to give them their own schools <laughs> like what what I think when you give what? them their own water fountains, that that yeah. that might that might like, fucking set it off. How do you people not? It's just one of those things. It's just mind blowing. Too, like, how do you people they, not see what they're you're too doing? stupid? They're too yeah. stupid to figure it out. Yeah. They've literally come full circle like the racists have won. I think we did a whole bit on that on the show. If you have a thought <laughs> and a theory and when you say that theory if it's something that sounds like the KKK would support, yeah, it's probably racist. Right. Well, it's definitely racist. It's definitely racist. Yeah. It's a hundred percent racist. And like the whole like liberal left wing, like we need to like give black people their own fucking housing and their own schools separate from white people because white people are awful and black people need to be by themselves and all this stuff. So they feel safe. It's like, what? What are you guys saying? Like, do you, do you not hear yourself? <laughs> yeah, I remember we. I remember the bit. Now we said uh, we were going to make the Grand Wizard like a cabinet position. <laughs> we yeah. have to run. We have to run all ideas past this guy, and if he likes it, then we can't do it. Yeah, you can't. Do it's it. a it's a dumb idea. 
<laughs> yeah. If he's in whatever he's in support of, don't do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like this is it. This is those same people are the ones that are saying milk is racist. Fucking assholes. People are absolutely fucking retarded. It's so stupid, too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, I, I'm just glad that tomorrow I can go to work and I can know that any other, any milk drinker in that place, I know that I am better than them. <laughs> you and are, in so, fact, anti-racist. so much less racist than them. Yeah. Like significantly more. You can you can you can fucking taste it. Where does protein shakes come into? Uh, well, I don't know. There. Does it have milk? Well, they're milk proteins, right? But it's way uh, way. Hold on, casein. hold on, hold on. Remember, these people aren't very smart, right? Yeah. We've established that they're not very Correct. intelligent. Correct. They're not gonna know the process of fucking way because yeah, if that's if because. Again, we'll fucking get this going, but like the way that way works, or I guess the way that way worked, like way back in the day, way, 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 way. <laughs> Which way does the way go? How do you get the way from the way? Um, I think like way, like going back, uh, like because like feta cheese, right? So like the idea of feta cheese is like you have milk from like a fucking goat, right? You leave it out. It curdles. You take. You strain the, the curdles. That's your cheese. That's cheese. And then the shit that's left over. Which is, you know, whatever. That shit gets dried out and powdered. And that's why it's whey protein now. So, yes, I, I took like, obviously, like historical process. It's not like that anymore. They don't just leave the fucking goat's milk in yeah. a bucket. Oh, <laughs> yeah. they could. But anyway. Yeah. No, they could because when it comes when it comes straight from the animal, it doesn't need to be refrigerated. Right. Um, but that's why whey protein smells like fucking death if you don't clean it out. Because it's like rotten milk effectively. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Anyone that knows you found an old protein shaker like oh. in the backseat of your car or under the couch. You, yeah, you may as well just left a fucking jar of milk in your car for four days. Yeah, yeah. You just fucking you just throw that away. You don't even open it. You just throw there's that no, fucking no thing fixing away. That. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so like again, these people aren't very intelligent, so they're not gonna be able to put two and two together and figure out that like whey protein or cheese comes from yeah milk. Now they can probably figure out that cheese is still dairy, but they probably don't realize that the product started as milk. Yeah. Some of them could probably figure that out, not all of them. Yeah. I it's just I say half. Yeah, that's probably fair. It has to do with like the whole vegan movement, right? Like people are trying to push people to be vegan and like stop eating meat. We talked about that. Don't eat meat. Don't do this. Don't do that. Like, like you, that's dumb. That's the dumbest thing ever. So I will now drink more milk to offset. <laughs> anyone. I that, won't, I won't because I'm well, better than I'm better than you milk drinkers. It's true. You have no tolerance for that kind of thing. I will not tolerate it. I will not. <laughs> So uh, that that's going to do it for us. Uh, so thank you for watching. If you're on YouTube, uh, don't forget to hit the subscribe button up top, like button down below. Uh, tell everybody you know about the show. Uh, if you're audio only, you can still subscribe. Um, you can rate and review on Spotify and iTunes. So go do that, please and thank you. Uh Continue to tell everybody uh, about the show there. Uh, if you're uh, even if you're audio or video, it doesn't matter. You can get us on Instagram at sarcasm speaks pod, Twitter at sarcasm underscore speaks, uh, Facebook is sarcasm speaks, website sarcasmspeaks.com. Go to the merch store, buy some merch. Uh, shout out to mybookie.com. Use the promo code sarcasm pod uh, when you sign up to double your first deposit up to a thousand bucks. And also, thank you to Noon Brew. Um, you can go to noonbrew.com, use the promo code in the show notes below, and they will get you 10% off every single time you check out over there. Uh, I am not drinking it right now because I am not going to bed anytime soon. So um, I will be using it, but not now. I do. I have. I love it. It's great. 
buy it, use the promo code, save yourself 10% on it. And also shout out to the ice pod. Uh, you go to the icepod.com, use the promo code again in the show notes, and you will get $10 off plus free shipping over there. Uh, so until next time, good night, everybody. <laughs>